0: A note. The following advice from Work Life and Balance is presented in lower quality audio because Derek is a dum-dum and forgot to check his equipment before recording. The quality of the advice remains unchanged. Bad.
1: Welcome to Work-Life-Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your
0: lovable office companion, Derek Lewis.
1: Today we'll be talking about body modification in the office, in the deep dive, before we address some audience questions and issues from the internet. But first
0: daily daily up that's right that's right did i get that's
1: it that's it you win a prize
0: yes woo what what do i win frank the
1: daily standup
0: fuck that's it
1: that's it sorry
0: oh all right for the daily standup uh this is a question that i'd kind of pondered uh ever since kind of thinking it up um and and it's kind of funny uh <laughs> Because it, it, let's just say that it brings on a lot of introspection and uh, reflection on yourself okay. uh, that may or may not be positive. All right. So, if you had to take on an apprentice, what could they learn from you? Oh. So, so like I said, I've done, you know, some thinking on this. Not a, not a ton. You know, I didn't want to uh, be the only one that had a lot of stuff prepared for this. But... Um, like I said, it brings on a lot of introspection and personal reflection. Uh, <laughs> that really took me to some dark places <laughs> because I was thinking, yes. "What are my main like qualities as a person?" Um, obviously, I have some that I that I like about myself. You know, I find that I, I think I'm I can be charming sometimes. I can be funny. Um, I'm not going to exactly set up a uh, a comedy workshop, but you know, I. I I'll throw a good joke in there from time to time, right. but uh, but then when I started to think about what I would what they would actually learn from me, um, I think most of the things that they would probably glean would be negative, um, such as uh, obliviousness. That is definitely one, as as exhibited by our previous episode, where you continually uh, did that cruel bit on me, and I didn't notice. You didn't notice. Um, they would, don't, don't even pretend like you're going to do it now. I swear (laughs) to Christ.
1: I know where you fucking live, Frank. Okay. No, no, keep going. Uh,
0: Other other things they would learn. Um, probably procrastination. I'm definitely not as bad about that as I was when I was, uh, when I was in college. But, you know, I still have a tendency to... (laughs) Whatever I can do tomorrow, why do today? Um,
1: so you could teach an apprentice yeah. procrastination.
0: They would kind of have to learn that on their own because obviously I would procrastinate about it, and so they they wouldn't learn it directly. But by uh, osmosis and/or you know monkey see monkey do, they would learn a lot about habits. I will from teach that. you about procrastination um, <clears throat> tomorrow. <laughs> In case you weren't taking notes, that's lesson one. Um, I, I think they could also learn how to properly spiral anxiety, um, or or obsess about dumb shit you said to some waiter in some <laughs> restaurant that has no clue who you were or and and forgot about it as soon as you left the restaurant. Um, but you know that that greeting where you said uh, where, where they said how was your weekend and you said or you know some other some other funnier rendition of that um <laughs> or like or like how are you and you say welcome fuck, to show this, this is terrible <laughs> okay exactly uh so the the other thing that i would teach them is how to not be able to think of something funny on the spot uh <laughs> that's that's a skill uh i think we both have especially when i set up the bit like i don't know what it is when when I try to like give myself some, <laughs> when I try to give myself a runway for something funny, I always <laughs> fuck it up. I don't know what it is. I, I'm I, that's why I've always said like I've never been much of a Michael Jordan, but I'm I'm a decent Scottie Pippen. Like I can I can pass a I, I can pass something good off to somebody so that they can slam dunk it, um, or I could take <laughs> I could take a pretty decent alley oop. And, and make a layup with it, but that's that's about the extent. Um, so so if you ha- if you had to take an apprentice, um, other than the obvious like you know apathy and other such qualities that you espouse, what could they learn from well, you?
1: See, already uh, I've got the basis because always two there are. <laughs> so I think you know I've already got the model down. Uh, that's that's right. probably how I'd go about it. Uh, I don't know if I, if I had an apprentice,
0: not a, not a choice. Like if, if you, if you were forced to take an an apprentice and teach them some skill, not necessarily a useful one, let's not limit it to that. But if you had to teach them how to be like you in some way, what would they learn?
1: See, I have kids, so I'm sort of already in that situation (laughs) where, yeah, yeah.
0: They are they are already kind of like uh, well I was gonna say unwanted but that's that's a little <laughs> bit negative. Um, uh, they are man every this is this is telling a lot about me. I anybody who's happy to be be a parent, God bless you 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 do you that's great. But I can tell why I can tell that I will never be okay having kids <laughs> because every time I think about a child. The words like obligation, <laughs> uh, responsibility, um, you know, other such like negative connotation words are the first thing f- I think of. F- some free so, association.
1: Um, I say fatherhood, you say... Jail. <laughs> oh, that's nice.
0: Keep going. Keep going. Do a couple more. Do a couple uh, more.
1: I say son, you say... Disappointment. <laughs> oh, shit. This is deep rooted, man.
0: Chance to be a serial killer—that's the second
1: one. I mean, I have said before, like if I manage to get them all the way into adulthood, and at no point do I come downstairs to find them covered in somebody else's blood holding a knife, I've succeeded.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I totally agree with that. Like that is a decent metric for parenthood, Um, because there, you know, Jessica watches a ton of like forensic files and other, uh, you know, ID shows and whatnot. Uh, the parents that are on there by and large are not like, they're not like Ed Gein parents that are like, tr- you know, trampling on their, their children and completely fucking them up with their own fuck They're just normal people. And then their kids are like, Hmm, killing somebody sounds
1: fun. Let's do that. You know what I'd like to do? Eat the neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean like, boy, uh, Because it's it's one of those weird things when you have kids, they don't necessarily turn out like you, and then you have to sit and think about, you know, how is it that I turned out like me? Um, (laughs) And so, you know, like... What what environmental factors fucked me up?
0: (laughs) How can I not pass it along to my children? Exactly.
1: It's like, I would like them to be better, more well-rounded people than I am. Not that, like, my parents failed me or anything like that. It's just... I'm like, hmm, uh, you know, my kids have their own particular struggles and <laughs> and things like that, so I try to provide them the skills. Cuz if 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 someone were to like if I were forced to take an apprentice and that person were to just follow along behind me taking notes, I don't know if they would turn out like me. Like, I have to assume that they would watch me make the mistakes that I make and try to <laughs> do things in a different way.
0: And Right, learn, learn the ways not to do things.
1: Yeah, it's like I could see myself moving through the world just like destroying and laying waste and projecting ruin before me and they're like, hmm, I think we could do better.
0: <laughs> yeah, they could either improve on the, the model that you were presenting or realize the futility of it. And, you know, and since they probably are not going to take the same amount of joy in it as you do, um, you know, you it's just destruction for the sake of destruction. And that brings you joy. But then they'd be like, hmm, you know, we're not really making a whole lot of money here. Um, you can't really go to Ikea and buy a sofa with like death and destruction. Unless like, yeah. you, unless you kill all the IKEA employees and just take the furniture, but um, that's kind of that's kind was, of a. I was going to say that is called overall.
1: pillaging IKEA, and right. from a historical <laughs> standpoint, I think we just call that irony.
0: Right, and and the thing is, like, I I think, <laughs> I think probably the worst thing you could do. Uh, would be to go and and like burn and pillage an IKEA because the Swedes have always been the neutral parties <laughs> every every conflict so like that's like an immediate shot across the bow at Sweden so uh, we do not want to fuck up that relationship I think
1: no no I, I don't think we want to get on on Sweden's bad side now like from a historic hold on
0: w- one second before before okay I IKEA is Swedish right like I'm not just talking out my ass yeah. Here. Okay, I, 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 I leaned so hard into the Ikea is Sweden, but, but I did not, I was not sure.
1: You know, now, now okay. you've got me going, is Ikea Swedish? Okay, okay, yes, it
0: is, okay, yes, it is Swedish. Thank God.
1: Okay, that's what I
0: thought. I got it All right. right. I got it in one, there we go. We're making great podcast material here, Frank.
1: <laughs> Two idiots try to decide whether or not IKEA is Swedish. This is great fucking radio.
0: Well, I mean, and, and you can't necessarily blame me because, like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, like, every Scandinavian, like, language and and whatnot, uh, they have very similar properties. Uh, until you're inside the, the whole Scandinavian language thing, uh, it from the outside, it may appear all to be the same. Um, so I, I'm glad, I'm glad we got it, but I just wanted to check.
1: But I, I did have like, as far as actually having a, uh, an apprentice apprentice, like now I've, I've hired people to work, you know, with me directly under me in the same sort of job role as me. So that's kind of, kind of like that, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you're kind of choosing, it's like somebody, you know, I'm hiring somebody that could have the qualities that I need in the job that I already do. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that as being kind of along the same path. But bay. see, the
1: thing that I did, though, is I hired somebody who would be, like, a good foil for me. Okay. Like, <laughs> she was nice. Uh, that, I mean, there we go, got it in one, ka um (laughs) but no you know nice bubbly uh with a a very outgoing personality uh as sort of a counterpoint so that we could cover the spectrum like i had dour and evil and (laughs) pessimistic and mean-spirited i would
0: i would agree I would agree. You absolutely have those covered. For so sure.
1: you know, somebody who was energetic and upbeat, I could <laughs> use to lull everyone else into a false sense of security before I came in to crush right. their hopes and dreams.
0: Okay, I can see that. When you first said that, I thought maybe you were going with like a you know we can rebuild this you know faster, better, stronger type of thing. Um, <laughs> going seek somebody that doesn't have the the same you know weakness as you do, but uh, more more or less, it was you know you're just trying to find somebody. That was uh, somewhat complementary to your
1: general shtick. Exactly. And, and I mean, to some extent, it, it worked. I think to some extent also, you know, she left broken and <laughs> <laughs> with, with a dark core uh, that, right. had, that had formed sort of like a pearl is formed through uh, irritation inside the oyster.
0: Well, either way, you kind of got what you what you wanted because uh if you couldn't make them to be as skilled as you are, but keeping the same level of happiness and optimism and things like that, you did have the experience of watching somebody's soul die, so kind of kind of I a win win
1: yeah, I call that Tuesdays
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think that's about as good a transition as we can make to the deep dive.
1: All right. So getting into the deep dive, what I wanted to talk about was body modification in an office environment, uh, specifically like tattoos, you know, significant, uh, piercings, that kind of, okay. Thing.
0: So we're not talking about, we're not talking about cybernetic implants. We're talking I about to though, you know, fist festooning. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, for the first pass, we'll talk about festooning yourself with library, uh, and then we'll get into uh, <laughs> cybernetic implants that could make you better at the office.
1: Yeah, I mean, tattoos are are cool and all that, and... Uh, I agree, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, I just recently went out and got my first, in in a very obvious... Nice! Uh, ...very obvious place, so... I will be dealing with this uh, in the office environment, I assume. And of course, like, traditionally it's been frowned on, and still it's frowned on. Uh, Right. The thing I was thinking, you know, sort of most immediately was, like, uh, Japanese business culture. They are, like, 100% okay with discriminating against people with tattoos. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was definitely a, a hard line for a long, long time in a, in Japanese culture. Um, so, so I, I, am glad you finally took the step out and got those, uh, flames up your Chrome dome that you've been wanting. Oh for yeah. So long. No, that, that's, that's,
1: uh, that's exactly what I did. And it hurt like a bitch. I tell you, but I'm sure it did. Uh,
0: I mean, th- those parts around the ears and stuff. I mean, when I'm getting my hair cut and whatnot, which <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, But, you know, some of us still get our hair cut. Um, (laughs) Some of us uh, just have (laughs) to shave. And
1: honestly, I I think that's better.
0: (laughs) Uh, But when you're getting your hair trimmed around the ears and stuff, like sometimes they they gouge you a little bit and it hurts. So I can imagine like intentionally going to somebody and paying them money to do that. But ten times worse uh, for a longer period of time seems awful. But
1: at the same time, Um, I wanted to look like Ghostwriter in the office. And how else am I going to go about doing that?
0: Yeah, uh, since masks are not really uh, office appropriate, you kind of had to just go ahead and festoon yourself manually. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so, so not to, to part the kimono too much, but uh, so where where generally uh, is this new tattoo of yours? Because this is news to me. As oh, well. so
1: it's on the inside uh, of my like right forearm. So you know, it's okay. definitely like I don't think anybody's going to be missing it necessarily it's it's right out there right. front and uh, not center front and off to the side and <laughs> as like was front and off the side. as <laughs> was pointed out to me i'm so like obsessive that uh most mm-hmm. definitely i'm like hmm. now i'm lopsided so what am i going to get, get on, the other, on side? the other side exactly i'm like exactly. i'm going to have to get something else cuz i don't know if i can go through this world ever so slightly Weighed down on the right side.
0: Symmetry is very important when it comes when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, see, I was thinking that for a, for a moment uh, when you started to say on your inner, uh, I kind of went into a, a small headspace <laughs> temporarily where <laughs> I thought you were going to say on your inner thigh,
1: <laughs> and then the screaming um, just started and did not stop.
0: Well, well, no, it was less it was less uh, internal screaming and more just like. Because you said that it was going to be very obvious, so, so I thought maybe they had like relaxed the uh, <laughs> the wardrobe requirements, and you got to wear those booty shorts that you've been wanting to show oh, off yeah. for a while.
1: You know it. I'm wearing those short shorts. <laughs> those
0: Daisy Dukes. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, now this is where the, the internal <laughs>
1: screaming starts. <laughs> you know that <laughs> because it is coming. You know they're my my jean shorts with when mental you can images. see the pockets.
0: Just, just a little uh, little ears of the pockets hanging out from the yeah. bottom. No, but uh, yeah, I, I think that as far as our general, general area of the world, uh, not like geographically, but uh, the business world, you know, I think that there have been a lot of big improvements on how people see body modifications. Um, it's still not necessarily, you know, it's not something that you are going to get a job for, like... <laughs> You're not going to walk through a software shop just festooned from head to head to toe in tattoos. And he doesn't know shit. Like,
1: but he looks sweet <laughs> as fuck, so we're going to give that guy a job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: yeah, not not going to get a whole lot of that, I'm sure. But um, people's minds are changing, and it's getting a lot easier for them to accept, you know, differences of opinion when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I guess now now is a great time to do it uh but at the same time some people like there's some old fuddy-duddies and things like that that are still going to still going to give you some shit um how how can we go about building up some resistance uh, e- okay so either we can build up some resistance to uh people shooting on you for it or we can come up with some clever clever means of diffusing the situation
1: okay all right i've got one uh so go okay. ahead and come at me bro <laughs> I, uh,
0: I i guess that's that's pretty decent um
1: oh no no i was like go ahead and come at me like with with your with oh your i thought that was your
0: i thought oh i thought that was your defense oh yeah my I defense like, is
1: always going to be come at me bro because that's <laughs> that is 100 I mean, percent on brand for me
0: so um, unless your tattoo is of like My Little Pony or something like that, uh, I I would assume that it, it has only increased the intimidation factor of who you, are you talking to. So I Derek? was like,
1: how did you know? <laughs> Twilight fucking sparkle all up and on.
0: See, I would have gone with Fluttershy, uh, but that's just me. I, I know that um, my, my gentle soul I need to wear it on the outside, so it would be Fluttershy. Um, no, but. Uh, Let's see.
1: Um, Rainbow Dash, Tramp, Stamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're rapidly running uh, out of goddamn My Little Ponies.
0: Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go deep in the cut on that one because I do not need other people knowing how many <laughs> My Little Pony people I know. All
1: right, Brony.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm I'm not a Brony. I I want that on record. I'm not a Brony, but I have seen some. Of the animated cartoon.
1: There's no shame. That doesn't make me a bad there's person. There's no shame in your fandoms, man. That's all right. This is a safe place. Uh, this is a safe place. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I don't. There, there are some fandoms that, that there is, there is shame. I'm not saying that's it. I mean, I'm not saying that's one of them. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not gonna. There's no reason to put myself on blast about all the fandoms that may attract ire. other people um okay so (laughs) shit
1: derek thinks is totally stupid starting now (laughs) (laughs) let's alienate every single person that we can possibly think of
0: no that that is not my intent um okay so so i'm guessing that that your thoughts going into this were that you may have to uh tackle some of these upcoming situations so uh let's say that you're in a client meeting uh, you know, maybe not necessarily with like the big of the big wigs, uh, but you're in a big meeting and, you know, there are going to be some people that you're going to be in a room with for a couple of hours. Do you go with the option of wearing a long sleeve shirt or are you just prepared to, you know, display that in all of its glory and just, you know, reap the consequences.
1: I mean, if I'm going into a client meeting and, and this, this is, I'll be completely honest. If I'm going into a client meeting where I need to be, uh, like representing the company and I don't know the client yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with long sleeve, cover the tattoo. Cause I don't know. Uh, now in, right. in my history, I've worked with, you know, more than one client that after getting to know them, you know, it would be a boon.
0: Um, Okay so so tattoos are you know, they, they can be covered that's that's not a big deal like there are a lot of strategies for, for dealing with those. So what about some other slightly uh, more unconventional ones or maybe not even unconventional, but just ones that are a little bit harder to uh, to cover up like you know gauged ears like that is something that uh, once you've gauged your ears you can't ungauge those yeah. ears. I mean, is that a nail in a coffin or is that just something that you may have to, that you, that you can, you know, that you can work around, but just may present some So are you situations.
1: suggesting that my gauged up nose piercing was not the smartest idea?
0: I mean, it really, it suits your I face I mean, it's well, good to have a third um, nostril. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus, that, the airflow must be incredible. Um, but I'm just saying that you know when you when you walk up to the CEO of a company, uh, you may want to like I don't know, cover it up with uh, some sort of like silly putty and and color it flesh color again just to just to mimic a well formed human nostril. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, That's, definitely.
1: I mean, uh, and it's mostly kind of a gag thing, so that I can take that out at, at like you know a random uh, moment during the middle of the meeting and just freak everybody out.
0: It's like my my uh my uncle when I was a kid like he he had a wooden leg and we didn't know about it for a while and so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at family parties he'd, he'd be walking around and be like oops and all of a sudden his leg would fall off. <laughs> we would freak the fuck out. Holy shit. We would be screaming for like 5 minutes and he was he was laughing his ass off like he he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. Uh, my parents, on the other hand, and the rest of the parents, uh, for the the permanently damaged children, uh, <laughs> they did not think it was nearly as funny. Um, See, and I, I admire it, his commitment to comedy. the bit,
1: like getting that leg taken Absolutely. off just so that he could do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So brave. Uh, I do think... I do think a farm thresher had something to do with that, uh, so it may not have been a purely conscious choice, but it was his choice to like hide it for like five years <laughs> until, until we were old enough to appreciate that body parts should not come <laughs> off. <laughs> and, and, and just drop it at Thanksgiving. Um, so that, that was a, a fairly long con on his part. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> not exactly the best party trick if you're going for non-PTSD children. Because, you know, I have thought about getting a tattoo for a long time. Um, I think that they are, in general, pretty pretty awesome. Like, I think that finding something that you want to put on your body for an extended period of time, that is that is very admirable. Being able to put, like, something that is a work of art on yourself, I think is, is an incredible opportunity. Uh, but at the same time, my thing is, is that... <laughs> I am so white bread. Like I am the. If, if I was if I was a flavor, I would be water. Like that. That is just me. Like I have no. I feel that like people would know that I was an imposter. Like they see a tattoo on like my my arm or my leg or something, and they'd be like, "You don't deserve that." So
1: you- <laughs> you went in to get the Fluttershy tattoo, but somehow you are so white bread, it just turned into a mid-90s tribal armband.
0: Exactly. Uh, and and the tattooer had nothing to do with it. My body is, is just imbued with some sort of alchemy that turns uh, anything that would make me unique into something else that looks douchey. Like, I don't <laughs> know what it is. I do not look like a person or act like a person uh, who... Um, has any business having a ta- having a tattoo? Uh, maybe when I'm an adult, I will uh, become interesting enough to be able to have a tattoo. But uh, but for now, I'm still I'm still without. I'm still unadorned as a person.
1: All right, Derek, would you like to get to an audience question?
0: I absolutely would, Frank.
1: All right, how do you pursue creative endeavors outside of the workplace? such as my own upcoming podcast without hiding your identity sent in by lurking in loosedale hmm.
0: this is uh this is a little topical because uh, we currently have a podcast we do and uh most of the people that i work with i don't want them really listening to it
1: that's why i'm recording uh, this deep underground in a bunker
0: See, that's not a bad idea, but the problem is we do put this on the internet, and Uh at least some people have access to it, so that's a problem. It will eventually get out, but... (laughs) We um, have at least two
1: listeners. I
0: was going to say, you you do know that I post these on the internet, right? I, I figured you did, but I guess I didn't actually ask you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fuck! I just thought we were doing this for us. Why? Why? Why would we? I don't know. Cause, I don't. Because we don't work together anymore, and I, I figured you missed me.
0: Well, I do, but <laughs> that's partially unrelated. <laughs> um, no, this one, this one's a little tough. Uh, and and I'll I'll preface this just like basically everything that that we give advice, are terrible advice to. Uh, is that it depends on both what your industry is and what the creative endeavor is.
1: So number one, Um, I would suggest not putting your God-given Christian name on it and then talking almost exclusively about poop and food. That would be number one in terms of my suggestions.
0: What kind of assholes would do something like that? Only idiots. I mean... Idiots!
1: Like there is the greatest of maroons. Oh. <laughs>
0: I mean that that would be like that would be cultural suicide to talk about nothing but shit and food and how <laughs> how likely it is that both of those things will encounter your mouth <laughs> uh, and then put to put your fucking names on it. Like that would be that stupid.
1: would be idiocy of the uh, highest
0: caliber. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think that it, it really matters what uh, what the people you work with are cool with um, because, you know, I'm sure there are some interesting – like if if you're a carny and you're worried about the people being concerned about what you're moonlighting about, um, that that's probably not a founded fear. Uh, but if you're like
1: – Carnies are surprisingly <laughs> conservative. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I did
0: not know that about carnies. Yeah. <laughs> No, but if you're like You know, if you're like a youth pastor Or something like that You probably want to be careful uh, About being About being spotted in the wild uh, Especially if it's something Rather salacious Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's probably
1: not the time To put your My Little Pony slash fic uh, Read aloud uh, You know Podcast (laughs) Out there with your name (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, your your My Little Pony slash fiction that is uh, read out loud by Michael Caine, um, while very tasteful, um, having your name associated may, may come with some uh, undue attention. I believe. No, I, I think that there are a lot of things you can get away with. Uh, by and large, uh, one thing that uh, that is probably not going to fly is you know shit talking your coworkers or your um, or your boss. And that's why anytime I mention <laughs> like that, that one time I had to walk it back saying that I had bad bosses. I have great bosses, by the way. I have the best bosses. And that that's in that's an audio. That is in stone, so it has to be true. It's, it's absolutely so,
1: impossible that I might cut out that part and leave only the I have bad <laughs> bosses part.
0: And I would have said a couple episodes ago, that, like, I trust you, and that I know that you would not betray that trust by chopping something together to say that I hate my bosses. Uh, I am Derek
1: Lewis, and I hate my bosses. (laughs) My bosses can suck a dick. (laughs) You heard it here Um, first, folks.
0: so, So if we're talking about, like two worlds colliding that probably shouldn't collide what what type of what type of things are going to mix like oil and water like what are we well, what are we trying to hide like i i know that
1: our naughty bits work, usually that's why we wear clothes
0: yeah and and at work you have to wear clothes to hide the naughty bits um but at home you don't necessarily have to
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like, I went into this particular exercise with full knowledge that, like, I'm probably going to say some wacky, weird bullshit, and my name is going to be associated with it, and it's going to be out there, and people will find it. So I I generally take precautions. It's not, you know, an enormous amount of self-censorship, but I try to be uh, cognizant. Like uh, right. I'm not going to say anything about people that i I work with currently, and I don't use names and I don't use identifying uh, features for the most part
0: yeah, if somebody is listening to the podcast you currently work with, like at best they will just have like the grim specter of the fact that you might be referring to them, um, which may be far more uh, far more effective at correcting. Uh, negative behavior because if you're, if you're talking about somebody like when you were generally talking about people who uh stand around you and talk to you too much my first thought was oh boy that's that's not the shit i want him to say about me so i won't you know i'm not going to do that anymore and as you can tell i've stopped talking to you frank uh because i don't want you to to say that you have an important meeting and for me to feel bad
1: i mean it has been difficult to continue recording the podcast given that we don't actually talk (laughs) and that we're trying to do so (laughs) synced up using just you know sort of written scripts but i think we're doing a pretty good job um Hmm. uh, one of the big things is like don't uh at least for me like uh, you don't want to be on recording saying anything that might sound threatening and or violent. Uh, right. which given that, you know, well, I'm me, <laughs> that can be a delicate dance through the tulips. Right. But.
0: Yeah, you you don't want anything that can actually be pointed to as, you know, a a, a true... <laughs> a true statement of threat uh, that would hold up in a court of law. That is certainly not something you want in the wild.
1: And and at the end of the day, there's also, there's, you know, to some extent, you just have to accept that when you're going to put yourself out there on purpose, even not on purpose, I think it's almost like because we're doing this and we're putting it out into the internet uh, specifically to be consumed uh by all three of our listeners um <laughs> oh wow did we gain another we did it internet? just it just clicked over wow. on my uh listener tracker <laughs> the, the, wait yeah, no big, back uh, down to two never mind shit oh fuck um
0: oh it's because they just they just heard the part about the shit in the cake yeah oh.
1: no it's just not a good look but, yeah, like, I, no. I'm specifically cognizant when I'm putting stuff out there that I'm going to be putting it out there. It's attached to my name. People might be listening to it. And and at some point, like, yeah, folks are probably going to take offense and that's going to happen. And, well, that's some shit. But I'm also taking sort of into my own hands. Like, if if I get blowback about it, if someone's like... Yeah, you know, we would have hired you, but uh, we noticed that you have a podcast and, you know, mostly you talk about whether or not people are jerking off in the stalls at the office. I'll be like, hey, that wasn't me. That's just apparently some of the stuff that people send in. There's a lot of shenanigans that go on in the bathroom at work. I didn't know this until I started a podcast talking about, you know, stuff that happened at work. But
0: if anything, I, I think that that would be a feature. Uh, you are in a very specific position to you know, actually detect those things. because you know, those could be significant work problems and you know about them, you know how to identify them uh, because we have talked about it uh, far more than is interesting on a podcast. And so you are in a, like I said, a very particular position to be able to identify it and to help them solve their problems.
1: Yeah. I mean, now, being that I've been producing a podcast about work, if someone were to come to me and say, you know, what is the, what can I do in my office to improve the quality of life for most people in the office, I now know that it is to put uh, some sort of guards in the bathroom uh, <laughs> to enforce things like uh, people not jerking off and people washing their hands. Now we know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a, yeah, uh, we, we have two problems that can be solved by, uh, by bathroom monitors.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, who that's knew that bad. we needed hall monitors in the bathroom? Now we know. We broke that story wide open. Now we know investigative journalism at its finest
0: at its finest may be a bridge too far uh, certainly at its most blue, well i was I, I was
1: i was using finest in the sense of granularity like
0: uh, i know you probably did uh, air quotes around finest but that didn't make it to the audio it I'm is sorry. a
1: thin and sandy uh inver- investigative journalism uh almost like silt <laughs> really yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, three hundred grit sandpaper. Yeah, as far as our fineness. Um, so so let's think about it. What you know, obviously there is you know if you're shit talking people that you work with and stuff like that, like that's that's going to cause a problem. What are some more um, or what are some less obvious uh, types of moonlighting that can be done uh, that would cause problems?
1: Hmm. Oh, like as part of a podcast or just creative endeavors in general creative
0: endeavors in general so you know like i said you know shit talking people that that's obvious don't don't do that what other things uh what other type of moonlighting
1: i mean the one that most obviously comes to mind is the pornographies
0: yeah i was trying to sidestep that one that's the kind of thing Um, that gets
1: you fired from being you know an elementary school teacher i guess
0: I mean there are enough people that that have a problem with that kind of stuff like I think that would just about get you
1: fired from anything except um, and- apparently being a math professor in Germany really yep there was an article that I had saw where uh, like uh, like this college uh, some college students figured out that uh, that their math professor was actually like a, uh, a a porn actor and
0: uh, current or, or former
1: former. Um, okay. But it, you know, it's the kind of thing that in America it's like, well, that's it. The, you're no longer working with it. You know, like you're gone, you're out on your ear, but apparently they were oh, like, yeah. okay, that's cool. Moving on.
0: See, that's very progressive because you know, <laughs> it's, it's not often that you come across those, those people that are open-minded enough to say, yeah you did a porno but that doesn't make you a bad person or incapable of teaching and molding young minds in a positive way and that's that's pretty cool um i will f- i do feel that and i i think it's probably obvious but I, I think that that is going to be something that we have to deal with as a culture as an entire world as things go forward well i mean now because... everyone
1: has in their pocket a thing to take an unwanted picture of their peen with, <laughs> and note: every picture that you take of your peen is an unwanted picture.
0: <laughs> I was about to say that is uh, that is a universal truth that that any any picture that is taken of a penis. Uh, that has not been specifically ordered from some sort of a there's no catalog order.
1: in which that is a line <laughs> item no one is ordering this
0: uh, I mean you obviously don't get the same catalog as I do Frank
1: um,
0: <laughs> but but uh, but no there are a lot of people that 10 years from now 15 20 years from now uh, if the world doesn't explode, they may have some odd things that they have to answer for, um, just because of the ubiquity of it. Yeah, no. Just because, like you said, everybody can everybody can be be their own porn director uh, at the drop of a hat. That's going to be a difficult conversation in fifteen or twenty years. Uh, and then think about another twenty or thirty years past that. Like if if things get even more ever present, like eventually. <laughs> eventually that's going to be on a resume like <laughs> I like, got 10,000 uh, yes, likes had...
1: on my completely unwanted peen picture
0: right exactly um I'm not saying that that's a positive thing that in my mind uh called me a prude but I think that that is. That sounds terrible. (laughs) That's a world in which I don't want to live. It's sort
1: of similar to what I was talking about before. Like 15, 20 years ago, I would not have expected things to be where they're at today. And and 20 years in the future, like things that today I would be like, that sounds absolutely insane might be like it's just. It's commonly accepted that everybody's got naked photos of themselves floating around on the internet and everybody's just like, yeah, that happens. We just don't talk about it or, you know, or, or shit. It might become one of, it might, you know, double backflip. That's how you get jobs. Like, who knows? (laughs) It's one of those things like, hmm, you don't have any nude photos of yourself on the internet. Does that suggest that you're ashamed of yourself and your body? I don't know if that you'll be the right <laughs> fit for the corporate culture here, and it's like,
0: I, I think that very well may be the case uh, when like, <laughs> like Pornhub basically uh, starts acquiring other services. Uh, so eventually, they're going to have like a phone company. Uh, they're going to have uh, certainly some sort of technology company, uh, you know, physical hardware company. Um, something like that. So eventually they're going to be in every space. (laughs) So you said that and I Um,
1: immediately started thinking of like Pornhub and LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's, that's the new hiring in the future. 20 years from now, let's go ahead and put a pin in it. I am prognosticating 20 years (laughs) from now. Uh, you know, like an integral part of your resume is going to be like your naked pictures.
0: Right and LinkedIn like they have a plugins to like Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. There'll be one for, for Pornhub. God,
1: <laughs> we're doomed. Like oh, hopefully, no, hopefully no. there will be rules against ageism because twenty years from now, uh, I apparently won't be able to get a job.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, even if even if I maintained my, uh, <laughs> even if I was the same. A splendorous specimen of a man that I am today. Uh, Twenty years from now, when that becomes a requirement, uh, that still may be put me in the bottom percentile. So that's that's not an equation I want to, or a factor I wanted to to come. To yeah, I'm the not going to say
1: that nobody um, wants to see me naked, but I will go ahead and say that the only <laughs> people who want to see me naked are really weird, and they exist on like the darkest, most terrible parts of the internet.
0: I, for one, hope that the TSA never gets hacked. And because we've been through the airport a lot and I'm worried that those scanners have, uh, some very lewd photos of me. Wait, um, not, not because
1: now, now, no, you're, you're completely right, but it could be a boon uh for us, Derek, like 20 years in the future when we're laying around trying to figure out how to pad out our resume, we'll be like, uh, Oh, (laughs) leaked photos from the TSA machines. Here me, you know, here I am in all of my, uh, Whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't imagine any world where that would be a positive thing for me. I'm <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, but
1: uh, So you thought Black no, Mirror was bad, and now we have created a new futurescape that is even more terrible. Shall we take an issue from the internet?
0: All right. This is from internet user... That, this is the, man, there's something wrong with the usernames on this website. These people are stupid. Um, (laughs) You you can cut that out. (laughs) That is some editorializing that does not need to be on the podcast. Um, Does anyone know of some do-it-yourself home security hacks? My SO and I both were startled by something last night. I happened to sleep mostly through it, but my SO literally had to wake me up to check all the doors and windows. I mentioned this morning jokingly that there must have been a ghost in our house last night because I woke up slightly, totally terrified. Okay, those two words don't belong together. My SO then went wide as a sheet and told me they experienced something similar. We aren't too into the whole ghost scenario, but are definitely concerned maybe we need to set up security just to be safe. Someone could have been in our house, and if that's the case, there isn't one person we were close enough to living near us that would play that kind of trick on us. The problem is we are flat broke until Tuesday. <laughs> so this is this is an immediate need, apparently. Is there anything we might be able to put together from common household supplies? I'm sorry to say we are childless and thus lack about 75% of the shit Macaulay Culkin had in Home Alone. <laughs> so, so most of those types of ideas are out of the question. Also, no dogs live here. Unfortunately, just lazy cats. Thanks in advance to anyone who generally, genuinely has input. So, um, I I was a little sad to read that he had already like kind of ruled out the uh, the Home Alone thing because yeah. that was the first thing uh, that I had. Um, exactly. That's where but... I was
1: going. I was like paint can on a string at the top of the stairs. Done.
0: Definitely. Uh, you know, spiders. Uh, in, in the bread box or in the little flower jar or in the jewelry case. Um, maybe those are, maybe, maybe we wanted to, to deter people before they get in the home. Um, so like just planning like slapstick stuff for them to find while rummaging through our valuables. is not the best thing. I think just um, a sign on the yeah. outside
1: of the house that says warning completely and totally filled with spiders.
0: <laughs> that absolutely would keep me out. Um, you wouldn't even have to say like filled with spiders. Just tell me that there are more than one or two spiders, and that is enough. Like <laughs> that would be plenty for me to not want to go in the home. Fake
1: sign says condemned by the health department for reasons of poisonous serpents.
0: <laughs> See, snakes don't bother me. It would just be, it would just be spiders and maybe like crickets. Like <laughs> I don't care what you tell me. Crickets are gross. Like. They got them little like uh them, them little like insecty mouths and <laughs> they're they're not supposed to bite you, but they could. They totally They've could bite been you. they
1: just be biting their time, waiting until Derek picks one up to go, I'm gonna bite him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're all thinking. That it has to be. Um so so they're these people are flat broke. Um you know, let's not put a timetable on it, Yeah. You know? Uh, what if this was like Monday and they were flat broke until Tuesday, so they just literally need something that night? To, maybe in that case, you should just like, I don't know, take turns, like set a watch and have somebody um, have somebody wielding some sort of weapon
1: um, to, to. It probably only would hmm? work down here. But what I'm thinking is get a 12 pack of Coke. Open Okay. Each and every single can, pour half of it out, and then leave the half-drank <laughs> open Cokes all throughout the house. Soon you will have summoned a gigantic swarm <laughs> of fire ants and or yellow jackets. Yes. Done.
0: Yes. You are absolutely right, and I will not even remotely argue about the efficacy of that, because... Um, A, that is absolutely going to happen. Um, that's probably why I just started drinking diet drinks because, uh, those little fuckers don't care about aspartame. They only want sugar. Um, but no, you would, you would have like, like you think sharknado was scary. Like antnado is what I am like truly going to be terrified of. Um, that would absolutely happen. Like (laughs) in, in minutes, you would have billions of these little bastards just crawled around the house. My problem is, is that while that may be effective to, to deter or uh, turn away any, any would-be vagabonds, um, how do you get them back out of the house? I mean, you, you don't.
1: At this point, you just have, like, <laughs> that's just now a feature, you know? Do you just
0: have to gain their trust so that they only use their powers for good? Like, how do you, how, how do you cohabitate with
1: your new weapon um you know i didn't think that all the way through yet but it's not important <laughs> they're flat broke until tuesday and they need this now and and needing yes, it on now tuesday,
0: they will have to i i get it but on tuesday they will have the most expensive pest control bill that anyone could possibly imagine um i mean they would have to call like I mean, basically the Ghostbusters, (laughs) like they're the only people that could, uh, I mean, technically, yeah, they probably would have to call the Ghostbusters uh, because the ants would kill all the living inhabitants. (laughs) And since they died in a horrible way, their spirits would be floating around um, and the Ghostbusters would need to take care of that. Um, So they're flat broke. Um, Let's say they've got 50 bucks left in the bank account and nothing else to spend it on. What could you get for $50 that would provide some sort of either actual or um, by appearances only defenses for your home?
1: Get a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels and some guys from the bar. (laughs) And they're just going to sit in your living room and drink all night long and make sure that nobody comes in to wreck stuff. Now, when you wake up the next morning and you find all of your stuff is wrecked...
0: <laughs> I was about to say! Uh, that, I mean, it would not be intruders or unknown peoples who would be wrecking it, it but it would be those drunk guys. They, they would wreck your shit. They wouldn't steal your shit, uh, but certainly you would be buying a new flat-screen TV. For sure. Um, so I was thinking if time is not necessarily a factor, like if, if they could wait a couple days for the post to come, um, I was thinking, you know, we have, we live in a wondrous era where you can do a lot of things with uh, like the internet of things. Um, there's a lot of home automation tools that you can use. I mean, you can rig pretty much anything up to uh, an Arduino. Um, so if you have just a, just a touch of programming acumen, I think it would be relatively easy uh, to rig up some sort of automated turret. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, and it may be really hard to shut off once you start it.
1: Um, so here's my thought. We, we uh, don't have a lot of money, and we uh-huh. need to make sure that we're safe. So what we do is we get some web-enabled cameras and install them, okay. but since we don't have like the money to hire a security company we just turn them Mm -hmm. on and then make publicly available the URL to go and see the live feed and have the internet at large watch us while we sleep (laughs) to make sure that nothing untoward (laughs) happens
0: (laughs) okay um let me list the, the holes in your plan. Um, first of all, um,
1: safe as houses, man. that's I'm telling you. there's nothing uh, this is a foolproof watertight plan.
0: I mean, I, I guess I said there are a lot of reasons, but like the only reason I can see is because it's it's kind of creepy. Um, but I guess I'm not coming up with a whole lot of other reasons. I mean, and what you need to do uh, is make
1: sure that you've got an overlay that includes like your, uh, physical address <laughs> and your phone number, uh, just right. so that if people need to know where to send the cops, uh,
0: once, once again, uh, I'll make reference to the planes, uh, buying a plane for the peanuts, uh, analogy, um, <laughs> If I know anything about the internet and what they do when they find a real address for a real person, there is nothing positive that will happen with them having your address.
1: They'll Um, send the cops. I I saw a news story on it. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, they'll send the SWAT team.
0: Um, And that is not a positive thing. But, yeah, I I don't know if I would want, like, uh, I I know that, like, I'm, I'm sure... The government is watching whatever I do I I have come to terms with that um, and honestly since the inception of like your know, cell phone cameras and stuff like that just go ahead and, and assume that somebody's watching everything you do and once you eventually become, become comfortable with that like it doesn't get weird anymore um, if they if they, they want to see me, like manscape and, you know, do the other unsightly things I do when I think I'm alone. Um, There's a lot fine. of trimmers involved. Uh,
1: There's a lot of trimmers and then really <laughs> weird poses we, we involving, whackers. like, limbs propped up on sinks.
0: Yeah, we're, we're not talking about, like, like actual human trimmers. We're talking about, like, hedge trimmers and things like that. Like, that is uh, lots of... Uh, <laughs> Lots of uh, personal pr- protective equipment and uh, gasoline involved in the manscaping, um, but no, I I don't, you know, I don't think that anybody uh, wants to see that. And if they do, I worry about them not. I don't worry about my privacy. I worry about what what happened to them to where they want to watch me do this shit. Um, but no, so there there is there is nothing good about having other people. You know, strangers willingly watching me do this stuff. Um, I would say, so, so my problem is most of your strategies are more, uh, I, I think they're perfectly in line with the whole home alone tactic thing. Um, most of most of Macaulay Culkin stuff is to punish people once they were in the home. Um, I'm thinking more like how can we keep them out of the home to begin with? um because even if they don't like even if they don't steal some shit uh i i don't want them coming in and tracking mud like i don't want i don't want them uh finding my stash of uh of reese's eggs like i I want them i want them to be outside of my home Um, active
1: camouflage
0: if they can't see the home, they can't break into the home. Like
1: it just, you know, it, it bends the light. It's taking what's behind the house and showing it to the front of the house. So what they end up doing is they break into the neighbor behind your house's house. Problem solved. I mean,
0: I, so for a homeowner, I think that is perfectly viable. The problem is I live in an apartment (laughs) And so, if I put active camouflage around my part of the apartment, it will merely look as if a piece of the building is missing. <laughs> there will be, there will be, Uh, I think that would attract more attention, because people will be wondering where the fuck my apartment went. Um, mm. I don't think that would deter anybody. An
1: apartment. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, so, go out front, take the number uh-huh. off the door of your apartment, and swap it. With someone else's number, so when they come to rob your apartment, they rob your neighbor's apartment. Solved. I, I, you.
0: I see you are clearly in the problem-solving business tonight, um, but you're also in the problem-creating business because when uh, when UPS comes to drop off my package of uh, veritable sundries that I have ordered from the internet. They will drop it in the wrong apartment. And last year, well, the thing is, the thing is, I'm not as worried about like not getting the things. I'm more worried about my neighbors getting the boxes and being terrified about the people that live around Uh. them
1: (laughs) because
0: (laughs) uh, you know it's not always that I'm ordering uh, you know terrible, despicable things, but you know occasionally you you want some personal products in there and I don't need my neighbors knowing what I plan to do with those. I think that by and large, if somebody wants to break into your home, there's not, there's not a whole lot that's going to like stop them. Um, so I, I think the next best thing (laughs) is to, uh, is to have some sort of, uh, interior design that would make it, uh, difficult for them to to discern where your valuables are. I, I'm thinking, uh, you know, similar to the Japanese game show where uh, you you know the the contestants are made to bite things and they have to figure out what they have to guess what is made of chocolate and what is actually the true object. And so, I think that you should have uh, lots of valuables around your home, and half of them are made of chocolate. I was going to
1: say, are all of your riches <laughs> chocolate, Derek? Primarily. Um,
0: actually, uh, this, this laptop is getting a little warm. Um, and so it may melt soon. So I, I we, we it, need to cut the podcast off at some point. I don't, I don't want my chocolate melting. Um, See, I was thinking but, that, uh, you know,
1: they said they're on a budget and you said that if they're going to get into the home, you need to make sure that they're not going to steal anything. They could use my methodology Which is just to not actually have anything that's worth fucking stealing. (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, ten points for effectiveness, but (laughs) uh, you may lose a little bit of quality of life.
1: uh, Or... Or... Get a bunch of sacks, uh, stencil a dollar sign on the side of it, (laughs) and then go (laughs) rob other people... (laughs)
0: Oh God! This is not where I thought you were going.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say
0: fill the bags full of like you know torn up magazines and things like that. And so when they break into your home, they see this like uh, Scrooge McDuck esque pile of money and think they've they they've got it all. And they just grab all the money the money bags and run out. I like this idea. Um, yeah, I like actually, this idea. I think my idea is better. Uh, Yours was just encouraging further vandalism, which (laughs) I don't think we can be a party to on the podcast.
1: Well, you know, if someone's come into your house and stolen all of your shit, then you go steal someone else's shit, and now you've got shit. (laughs) Uh,
0: I think you're talking about capitalism, first. Yes. That is, (laughs) at its most
1: basic level, how it works. (laughs) Yep.
0: All right. Well, I think it is about time... To punch the clock. What do you think?
1: I think it is.
0: If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air, send them to questions at WLICast.com. They don't have to be work-related, and at this point, they're pretty much guaranteed to make it on the show. And you can also send anything around the internet that you see as funny that we could make some uh, funny advice out of. Please feel free to send them to that as well. Send your feedback or comments to feedback at WLICast.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WLICast or on Twitter at WLimbalance and use the hashtag WLICast.
1: This has been the Work-Life Imbalance podcast. I'm Frank Eastman.
0: I'm Derek Lewis.
1: And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.